Hello, hello. Testing, testing. Testies, testies. Welcome back, everybody. This is Jessica, and this is episode two of Casually Concerned. Thank you for coming back. Today, I have um, my friend Mel with me as my sidekick slash co-hostess. Hello, Mel. Hello, Jessica. Hello, everyone out there. Did you guys just hear that adult? <laughs> Who, me? Oh, shucks. <laughs> Thank you for coming back. Yay. Woo! Ba 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 Speaking of the Jamaican horn, isn't that what it's called? Uh, no, the reggae horn. Oh, Jessica, excuse please. me, the reggae horn. My apologies yeah. to all the Jamaicans. <laughs> Yaman. Yeah, um, anyway, so speaking of sidekicks, I was thinking that like you're like my hype woman, like DJ, DJ Jazzy Jeff. You got this girl. Yeah. Oh, Doyle rules. <laughs> oh my gosh. This is so funny that this is naturally this introduction because this episode is about adulting, aka responsibility-ing. Ugh. We adult it every single day mm-hmm. just by getting out of that bed. I'm like, oh, yes, I made it. Step one. All of you who are getting out of bed in the morning, I don't care how hard it was. I don't care how old you are. That is one step closer to being an adult. Yes. Getting out of bed. You did it. Yes. Yes. A lot of adulting for me, though, has been about convenience. It's A lot of things are more convenient, but certain things have helped me with my insecurities of being an adult. I don't know why I am in my mid-30s and I still sometimes get zits. Not just like zits. It's not like I have a zitty face, but every now and then I'll just have like a friend, like a plus one. Yes. And it doesn't help when the majority of your friends have like the best skin ever. Exactly. And I'm like, how do you have... No filter, literally ever. And it's like... Caitlin, your previous guest, she has perfect skin. You know what? And I'm like, how do you do it? I've seen her have a couple zits. What? Really? Yes. Hmm. New topic for next episode. Caitlin zits. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a certain there's a couple certain things that sound stupid, but and we both use them a lot. But when I have sorry, back to the zits. There's there there are these things called zit patches, and if you haven't had them. You should buy them. I would I would recommend buying them on Amazon. So like they're just like these little patches that look kind of like stickers and you put them over a zit. If it's a zit that's growing, if it's a zit that you want to go away and you can leave it on. I mean, I've left it on there overnight for sure, all day mm-hmm. for sure. Yes. When we're younger, when we're younger, I think that when you're in your teens and maybe even into like a little bit of your 20s, it's like your ideas and your thoughts and your focus on hygiene changes. It's yes. like you might care less about things, but care a lot more about other things. Yes. Um, and I feel like that's constantly evolving. But zip patches, number one. Number two, baby or butt wipes. Mm. Guys, that is the mm-hmm. most hospitable thing you can do in your home or in your office is keep poopery and butt wipes. Yes. I feel like um, the topic of, sorry guys, I'm going to say it, poop is now more acceptable than when it was back in our younger years, back when our parents would tell us, don't say that. Mm -hmm. Um, But I feel like now we should be more open about this topic because it happens. Right. Instead of just constantly talking about it and being weird about it, why not just accommodate for others and yourself? You don't have to say anything, just put it there right and honestly butt wipes are really they're really needed and i think one of the most relatable things ever is in 
Parks and Rec, that episode with Chris Pratt. What was his name in the show? Oh, crap. Toby? No. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so he was talking to a doctor about um, how, you know, he'll go to the bathroom and he'll just wipe and wipe and wipe and wipe. And it's still there. It's like, that is real. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And that is definitely something that I wouldn't have put on my shopping list back in my my never my younger days but now uh i you know what you introduced me to them actually and i was like wow just like just this is great because i'm like i used to think that it was just some like wet paper towel that you just (laughs) threw on there and then it's like but it's in like your butt wet and then you put you put your pants over your wet butt like and then like you had to like break it down and i'm like oh <laughs> there's a science if anybody really travels with me works with me goes goes really anywhere with me it's like when i travel i'll bring every kind of wipe i would rather be over prepared than under prepared if it means like pounds and luggage fine i'll deal with it but got to have those wipes yes yep all right, so the core of adulting. I think that we hear it now a lot in like a very trendy and millennial way, like hashtag adulting and like mm-hmm. because social media is so big and it's just really easy to like connect with people either through like memes like we talked about mm-hmm. or relatable experiences, which yeah. I think is good because we feel more connected to people. Yes. The term adulting, even though it's made up, but obviously nowadays anything slang can be put in like a miscellaneous dictionary. But it really means to behave in an adult manner. And I think it's a really bizarre term because it kind of implies that we have a choice. But as an adult, your job is literally to be an adult. Yes. So by saying adulting, it's like, okay, cool. I just did what I was supposed to do to live. (laughs) But there is something like self-congratulatory about it. Like it makes us feel good. So in my mind, if it makes us feel good and it motivates us to keep doing it, even if we're kind of bragging about it. We're not bragging. I don't know. Well, it's it was something. I mean, let's face it. Like growing up, our parents did stuff for us that we as kids didn't really care about. Right. Like vacuuming. <laughs> like right. you know, cleaning your bathroom. Like and over it was, time, it became a chore. But you were never yes. responsible for solely doing all of it. And then, like the older that we got, the more adult that we got. It's like no, I love to have a clean bathroom. You know, right. like I wouldn't dream about leaving this or that like just laying around you know like I like to have my bathroom like pristine and growing up like that was our chore to do like every Friday and I remember hating Hating it loathing it I mean yes I shared one with my sisters but it was just like ugh. and then now I'm like I'm like singing when I'm doing it and I'm like hugging the cat at the same time you know like i'm, I'm just having a good old Cats time Cats in toilets my two favorite things <laughs> we can choose we can choose to hold ourselves accountable or not but adulting wow speaking of adulting mm. when you're in a professional meeting please okay embarrassing <laughs> my thousand apologies and it's not even a good like it's a hate seven seven number you know probably bills because we have to pay them because we're adults at the end of the day Adulting should be a consistent state of mind as opposed to a temporary action. But sometimes people kind of associate it by action, by action, by action, mm-hmm. as opposed to like, I'm an adult. Adulting implies single action. You know what I mean? Yes. But I also feel like it's 
plus single action that we do every single day. Mm -hmm. And it's like, also, what's that line? Like, Mm -hmm. when is it not adulting? And it's just like, no, that's you functioning as a human being. Right, right. (laughs) And at the end of the day, like, if you are of a certain age and as long as you're checking the main things off your list, like, you do you. And I also think adulting has a lot to do with how people – how people define success. Is it in money? Is it in life experience? Is it the number of cats you have? Which equals happiness. Exactly. Like how happy you are. I'm a very happy lady. But I think that right now, this this like current age of millennials, which I guess is what, mid to late 20s? Yes. Yes. Yeah, mid to late 20s, I guess. Now, in today's day and age, but especially in that generation... You can outsource all of your life's responsibilities and everything's so convenient. So it's like, if you don't want to cook, you can order your groceries or you can order Uber Eats. And, you know, people will constantly talk about how broke they are, but also like how we pay for the convenience of everything. This generation doesn't know what it was like to call a cab company and not know whether or not it's going to (laughs) come. You just have to wait outside. Right. And pray that they call you. Not saying that that was terrible. But I'm sure this generation will have a complaint about an inconvenience of... Like, oh my God, my Uber's like so late. And I'm like, calm down. Right. And I know it sounds like we're judging, but we're not. It's just, it is a product of the age in which everybody has grown up, how the world is. And it helps us too, but we had to learn how to do these things in a different way. I'm not going to say a harder way because it's not our job to say whether or not something was harder, but... Sometimes when you see how easy it is for others, like that part of us inside is like, ugh. I mean, we have the technology now that our parents didn't have growing up. Mm-hmm. So if anything, in my book, like adulting now should be a little bit easier. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But we are just overwhelmed by it mm-hmm. because it's a different kind of stress than what our parents had. Well, and think about parents who like have a hard time with phones or like technology and it's you know, I, I've worked with clients before who are like having to start life over for one reason, quote unquote, starting their adult life over for one reason or another. And all of the jobs nowadays require skills that they never had to learn. We're doing all this talking about how millennials live and what they are. And it's like, ugh, grow up. But then they're looking at us like, ugh, they're too grown up. So it's equally judgmental. You know what I mean? And I think that that just is what it is. But it's interesting that Every, there isn't a law or a rule book for adulting. So really, if you're just surviving and doing what you need to do, if that's your definition of being an adult, go for it. And but as humans, we just observe that stuff. Absolutely. And after these millennials, they will feel exactly how we feel mm-hmm. in, what, 10 years? Yeah. And so, which begs the question, how will we feel when we're older? I'm always going to feel this cool. I hope that I'm still like the same person. Like I don't want to be 70 and hey, you kids. Exactly. Shaking my fists up in the air. Like, right. Like Clint Eastwood from Gran Torino. Yeah, exactly. So Mel, something that we talk about a lot as adults is the idea that as women that are in the workplace, kind of a really experienced position or a managerial position, we have to interact with a lot of people from that age group, millennials specifically. Yes. So as an HR consultant in the past, I'm sure that you've had to deal with Yes, uh, that. especially when it came to the attire at work. 
had to reprimand a young lady because of what she was wearing um, for one of my clients. And it just turned out that she didn't know mm-hmm. that what she was wearing was inappropriate. She looked great, but it was inappropriate. Yeah. Um, and, you know, like I had to tell her, like, hey, not okay. Um, and just explain. And she was, you know, fine. And she never had a problem after that. But that made me feel like, oh my gosh, like I just had to scold someone. Right. <laughs> and that made me feel like. You felt proud, but you did it. Proud, but like also very mature. Mature. You know? Yes. Yeah. So. Yes. Well, speaking of mature, mm-hmm. there are some days at work where if it's a slow day or sometimes I dress super casual, sometimes I'm super dressed up. It's rarely like in the middle. One time I didn't realize that I had a client and so I wore my new Backstreet Boys t-shirt to work yes. and it had all of their floating heads and when I realized I had a client coming in, I was like, oh, I'll look in my car, see if I have like a hoodie. And so I opened the back of my car and I randomly had a black hoodie, but it was like a size small, fat guy in a little coat, small, wow. but I was able to stretch it and like zip it up, it up, but like still from the top, like AJ's head was like peeking out. <laughs> And it was like a really emotional session. And I'm like, oh my gosh, are they looking at me? Are they looking at AJ? That, you know, reminds me of one rule of thumb. When it comes to clothes, for example, at work, always err on the side of caution. Yes. If you have to ask, is this okay to wear to work or an event? I always say, if it feels wrong, it's because it probably is wrong. Exactly. So whatever, at the end of the day, after your lather, rinse, repeat cycle of each week... You can relax, you can like take your pants off, but there's still something that's always going to come next. And which is why I think it's important that Mel and I are both silly ladies because it's all about balance. You have to be able to, you know, if you want to take your pants off, great. But if you want to finish painting your trim, you can also do that. (laughs) I mean, like adults are kind of like kids with old bodies, you know? (laughs) (laughs) That's so true. I'm like 37 going on 13. Ugh. I mean, and that movie, 13 going on 30. Banger. Ugh, breaks my heart. <laughs> and, like, that's another example of adulting. Yep. You know? Yep. Um, We just have more responsibilities the older that we get, and we have to be more thoughtful and just plan better with our decisions so we have to prioritize things because we don't have a lot of time so we have to prioritize like is it an event um but i have to do all these car things or i have an appointment right so you have to be more planful yes examples go on your doctor's appointments like your pap smears your paps or planning your dog's 15th birthday party quinceanera exactly or like going out just in general, mm-hmm. you know, like it used to take us hours to get ready. And now I feel like we can just knock it out. Yeah. What's the earliest I can go and what's the earliest I can come home? And how can I see as many people as possible within the most condensed period of time with the loosest pants on as possible? Perfect example of that mm-hmm. is New Year's Eve. Yes. It can be 9 p.m. and I'm like, oh my God, I have three more hours of this. Like, ugh. Right. Like, I don't think I'm going to Oh my it. gosh, and all of the performers? Oh. Who are all of you? 
And everybody that was dancing, they may as well have been, I don't know. I was going to say in diapers, but that would be really weird. I mean. It made me feel really out of touch. And that kind of reminds me of the music that we hear now. And it's like, ah, um, little Uzi, little baby, XXX tenacious or whatever Medium baby there's, there's just so many of them <laughs> what and is I'm it like, and i'm like listening to like the top 100 on apple and i'm like really but then i say to myself are we uncool me? right are we too old or his music just really bad now or is it just me is there anybody out there that likes to put on fast car by tracy chapman but <laughs> and just listen to it <laughs> i know one person Feeling that I belong. <laughs> I'm, uh, a, I'm a triple threat. I mean, that's what they told me. That's what they read. That's what I read about you. Okay, so this reminds me of slang. Yes. Okay, so slang is very funny. I feel like, for example, my parents learned a lot of slang from watching all of the Real Housewives. That's just their thing. Well, she'll try to work in thought or salty every now and then. So tea. Sipping tea. Spilling the tea. What's the tea? What's the tea? So take it or leave it with that word. I'll leave it. Hmm. All right. Woke. Stay woke. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so take it or leave it. Uh, I like what it stands for. Right. But I can't imagine myself using it in a way where I feel. But it's confident. not in my vocab. Agree. Agree. <laughs> and you did that like as you were just like. Playing with your hair, like just strumming through your fingers. Okay, next one. Receipts. What do you mean? I'll tell you. Please. It essentially means are what we used to be like prove it or like Pixar didn't happen. But you can use it more broadly. Does that make sense? I think I could use that. That's what Nate said. Okay. Bay. No. No. Played out. I like boo. Boo, but that's like old school. Is that your boo? See, that sounds good. That's not. Is that your bae? Ew. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) All right, shade. Yeah. Yeah, I'm fine with it. Extra. Yes. Fine with it. Lit. Yes, but like. Zero. But to be funny about it. Exactly. Oh, that party was lit. And it was really like. Because we don't talk like that. Exactly. (laughs) Okay, this one is weird. Okay. Stan. Stan? Stan. Like, the name Stan. Yeah. Is that... Can I guess what it means? Yes. Like a... Like he's another John. Okay, I like where you're going with that, but no. Okay. So, it's based upon the Eminem song, Dear Stan. Yeah. And it's slang for someone who's a real... Like a crazy fan of a celebrity or a fictional character. So, wow, so they used an Eminem correct. song and, it, and yeah. turned it into... Okay. But it's stupid. No, yeah. I completely agree. Yeah, I, w- yeah. I would never use it. I just it. thought it was, that was one of those ones. Netflix and chill. <sighs> I mean it in its true sense of the word. Yes, because I love just chilling and watching Netflix. And honestly, it's such a stupid saying related to hooking up with someone because... They ruined I the definition. I, I don't just <laughs> Netflix with everybody. It has to be someone that you can actually watch TV. <laughs> that would never be my go-to. <laughs> I am not a Netflix slut, okay? Right. How dare you? I don't give everyone my password. Just 
There's probably 50% of everybody listening to this that has my Netflix password and log on, just so it's clear. I really like Thirsty or Thirst Trap, but I use it in a funny way. I do like them, and I do use them sometimes. Well, like Brad Pitt and that scene last night, that was like Thirst Trap, right? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so, Dead. Dead. Dead's the best. I mean, it's... <laughs> We've been being dead mm-hmm. since, like, we met. Exactly. Remember, like, we would just be like, ah, uh, dead. <laughs> so good. Um, okay, this is one of the ones that I read that I was like, okay, that's so stupid. F-O-H. F-O-H? Don't know, what is it? Beep out of here. What? <laughs> I'm trying not to curse. Oh, F out of here. Okay, sorry. I I don't know if that's the intonation you're supposed to have. That's stupid. I know. Just say it. Don't spray it. Two of the most annoying slang words that I don't use and that make me feel uncomfortable are slay and yeah. (laughs) I can't even say it. Yeah. Ew. I don't know why it makes me cringe so hard. I liked it when it first came out and then it got overused. Agree. Kind of like when a song first hits out mm-hmm. and then people just keep playing it and playing it. Okay, <laughs> one of my favorite slang words is troll. I love it. Me I too. love I love that word. And guys, one time I actually commented, <laughs> I guess it was trolling. It was just like late one night and I was by myself. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I was by myself and I was scrolling on Instagram and it was like some ridiculous picture of Mariah Carey where she it was just one of those like she's just so over the top and I know that's who she is but I just wrote on it like uh seriously or something (laughs) and then all of her butterflies like trolled me (laughs) I was getting all these alerts listen to the sentence all of her butterflies (laughs) trolled me our parents would be like, what in the hell are See, you saying? Then- so something that we've talked about before and we connect with a lot is when you have a house project or you really want to thoroughly clean your house mm-hmm. and getting through the entire process of washing, folding, and putting away clothes, right? Mm-hmm. And Melissa, mm-hmm. where do we go when we don't deal with our clothes? I believe you start to develop what we call Closed Mountain. Yes. If anybody's ever been to Closed Mountain, it's a great place for a while, but then it just gets bigger and bigger and soon you don't have a place to sleep. And then all of a sudden you live in avalanche and then you're sitting on the floor crying. <laughs> Anyone? Anyone know what I have nothing to wear, Jess. God. <laughs> this is like maybe if you put your clothes away, you could find it faster. Look at that. So we're going back and forth and we're talking about a lot of examples of times where we feel either really, when we when I say I feel really old, that really just basically is me saying I feel like an adult. Yes. Don't you agree? Yes. And it's I interesting agree. because we're talking about you know, millennials and all of the, con- all of the slang and all of the, I don't know, connotations. I don't know what you would call it. I am always going to have the same feeling that Dale does in Step Brothers when he leaves Costco with all of that toilet paper and he high fives himself. Yes. I'm always going to have that feeling <laughs> when I have all of the products that I need. Yep. Oh, I'm out of toilet paper open under the sink. 
Dun, dun, dun. It used to happen to me all the time, and now it does not. Like I'm like, no, you are a grown woman. If you, you will not neglect your parts. Exactly. If I see that I have one role left, I will add it to my list, and I will make an effort to go and get more. That's so great. That's so responsible. And of paper you. towels, both of those things. Exactly. There's also a lot of times when I'll interact with someone or have a conversation with someone that's younger than me, kind of, oh, I, man, you just need to wait. Like when this happened to me, X, Y, Z, kind of just not like bestowing lessons, but kind of just like sharing with them like, oh, I wish they could know everything that I know right now. Mm -hmm. And I think something that never gets easier and that never goes away is if someone is struggling with depression or anxiety, because if it's not managed, the older you get, the harder it's going to be because the heavier life's going to be. Yes. Right? And so a lot of times, a lot of people I'll talk to will just be like, man, I just wasn't prepared for this. Does that make sense? Yeah. And what do you say back? No one ever is. I mean, we experience life as it goes. Yeah. And at the end of the day, the goal is to be, I think one of the biggest keys to learning how to be a functional adult is to really work on being more self-aware because the more you know about yourself and the way you process things and the way you feel things like the better you'll be able to manage difficult feelings and situations you have to like that's a great point have enough faith in yourself it makes you stronger totally and it just makes you I feel like when you're when you're like man I did a good job patting the back that motivates you to keep doing it it's positive reinforcement but when you're itself in the self-fulfillment I feel like it's that much more powerful. That makes perfect sense. Well said. Thanks. And one of the things that I use a lot with myself and clients is, you know the phrase, fake it till you make it? Mm -hmm. So in therapy, there's a technique called acting as if, and it's essentially saying the same thing. It's, you know, if you know, it's also like the law of attraction. So it's like, if you know this is what you want, act as if you want that and you'll get it. But Let's think of it as, you know, I, I say that I really want to be, I'm not going to say business person, but a boss. So tell myself, how does, how does a boss act? How does a boss dress? How does a boss talk? And then you practice it. It's kind of like throwing yourself in the deep end. But an example is like you're giving your first presentation mm -hmm. at work. So if your thought is, I have no clue what I'm doing, then you're going to believe I can't do this. I'm not equipped for this. And then moving forward, every time you have a presentation, you'll never be prepared. You won't make eye contact. So it all kind of starts with the feeling. Does that make sense? Yes. So acting as if is really, really important because you're kind of learning as you go, but trusting that you can eventually figure it out. Why is it that we feel less of an adult when we can't afford to buy certain things? It's a status quo thing. It's an image thing. That's why people care so much about brands and stuff like that, I think. If someone is has a lot of money and if someone is married and had have kids, they seem more adult. And that's such a... I think just, that's just, just what society does. Like, bases its beliefs on assumptions over time. I feel like that mindset is changing, though. Agree. You know, like, it's, oh, you live alone. They don't take you seriously... Mm -hmm. if you are not with someone else something that will always be hard it doesn't matter what age we are paying taxes paying well not taxes. paying not i mean paying Doing them, taxes exactly filing them yeah well 
Mel, I think it's time that we wrap up. So it has been a pleasure. Wow. An absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. You are welcome. If you want to really learn how to be an adult or perfect being adult, number one, invest in baby wipes <laughs> slash butt wipes. Number two, be nice to others. Absolutely. Number three. Don't make fun of zitty people. Don't make fun of people with zits. It's not their fault. It isn't. Number four. Just do the best you can. Just pat yourselves on the back. You made it this far. You really did. It's a new year, and if you messed up already, don't worry, because there's 2021, and that can be your year. Pamela ding dong. <laughs> <laughs> bada zee, bada zoo. And to all, goodbye.